This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast, where in this edition we'll be talking about Tottenham's 3-1 home win at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium against Nottingham Forest. Tottenham Hotspur are back to winning ways. I can't tell you how pleased I am. Now, Harry Kane on the score sheet again today with a brace. The Tottenham striker has become just the third player to have scored 20 plus goals in six or more Premier League seasons. Of course, a goal for Hunmin Son as well. Richarlison was involved in all three goals for Spurs today and a penalty save from goalkeeper Fraser Forster right at the end. Spurs remain fourth in the Premier League. Now, I've got three very special guests to talk about today's game with me. I've got actor Ricky Norwood back with us. Ricky, how are you? Oh, bruv, mate, I'm good. Wi-Fi might be a bit tough today, so I'm on location. Um, but I'm good, I'm good. Um, do you know what, mate? It, it, after the, the weeks and the months that we've had, we needed, a, we, we needed some type of result like that. And what was more... What, was, what, what gave me more confidence today was the fact that they stood up as, uh, as a team and... and as men in, in, in that team and, you know, they didn't shy away from uh, the poor results that we've had, They've, but they wanted to do something about it. Evening, Kev. How you doing, mate? Um, but yeah, they wanted to do something about it and they showed up from minute one today from the bits that I saw. So um, that's what I'm really happy with today. Of course, there's bigger problems, longer longer term problems that I'm sure we'll get into. But look, it's all about that reaction today. I'm I'm happy that Richarlison said what he said during the week. I'm happy that Conte said what he said the other day. I'm glad they fired each other up. And it's not just words. 
they've come out with some action and have come out to to to, to back, back their own chat, do you know what I mean? And, and and to stand up and to stand together. And that's exactly what they did today, uh, from, from minute one, really. And so well done to the boys for standing up against that criticism and not folding and not crumbling like we've seen them do in the past. But they stood up against it and they came out with a good performance of three points. So happy days. Well said, Rick, and we will come to all of those points on Richarlison's comments, Antonio Conte's, etc. Uh, shortly. Uh, we've also got YouTuber Holly back with us. Holly, great to have you back. How are you? Oh, I'm brilliant. I'm so glad that we've got a win. I said midweek, I was like, I just don't want to watch us. But I'm glad I did today because uh, they blessed me with a win. But no, thank you for having me on. We've also got Melvin, channel regular, all the way from Malta. Melvin, you were here. At the nil-nil draw against AC Milan on Wednesday. Of course, you're back home now. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Um, I was disappointed that we, we couldn't score, but you know, AC Milan are a very, very solid team. And um it just seems it just seems that sometimes, you know, we cannot create. And uh I think Rich Allison made a really, really big difference, you know, having a hand in most of the goals and showing, you know, energy, fight, determination, everything you wanna you want to see from your striker. So, yeah, I'm happy with the win and we needed it because we needed the three points to keep to keep us in, into the top four and um, hopefully we can go into a run of games. You know, we, we had a little bit of good form winning four out of five games and hopefully this will push us on and, and we can finish strong, you know, the season and, and, and maintain our top four position. Can, can we say before we get into it, congratulations to Melvin on getting engaged as well. I saw that engagement in Milan, my friend. Congratulations. <laughs> well done yeah. to you, bruv. You've you done it. You know, you know they say if you like it, then you've got to put a ring on it. And you've done it, brother. So well done to you. All right? Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. If there's, yeah, if there's came... any success that came out of that, that AC Milan tie, it is that, Melvin, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was she was with me at the, at the home match and... Um, the people next to us were really um, friendly. She said they, she was amazed how friendly people were. When the guy next to me found out she was an AC Milan fan, I told him and they, they spoke to her. They shook her hand. They were very friendly with her. And, you know, even after the game, they congratulated her, told her you played, you know, excellent and uh, well-deserved. And hopefully, yeah, she, 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 loves, she, loves, she loves AC Milan, obviously, and, but she really has a soft spot for spares and, you know, vice versa with me and AC Milan. I watch them a lot and... Uh, yeah, it was a special tie for us because obviously, you know, now we're engaged. And uh, yeah, hopefully it won't take another 10 years until we play AC Milan again and, and maybe this time we'll beat them. Get in. Well done, bro. Ricky, let's start, with, let's start the show with you. Let me get your thoughts on today's game because let's face it, these last few weeks have been pretty tough for all of us Tottenham Hotspur fans. Of course, going out of the FA Cup, the defeat against Wolves last weekend, uh, drawing nil-nil here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium midweek, going out of the Champions League. It's been tough, hasn't it? So we need it today. Oh, my gosh, it's been tough. It's been so tough. I mean, it, it got to the point where, you know, for how, however much I love and breathe this club, you know, every single day, like a lot of Spurs fans, We'll be checking every news report, everything written or said by Ali Gold or every Twitter response or everything, you know, every spare moment is put into Tottenham. And, you know, this last week where we've just crumbled and kind of gone into nothing and every time that we needed them to step up, you know, to get through or to get 
on or in a game where we needed to win, we've flopped and we've folded. And to tell you the truth, after that uh, Champions League exit, <clears throat> I had enough, bro. I had enough and I let rip. Do you know what I mean? I had enough. I had enough of the tactics. I had enough of the negativity. I had enough of the no creativity. I had, a, I had enough of the horseshoe play where they just like pass it back round, back round, back round, back round. No, there was nothing there. Do you know what I mean? And I, 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 I just started getting upset and, and I started to get to that place where I don't care. I really do care, but I don't, you know, when you're like, I don't care, but you really do, but I don't, do you know what I mean? Like, get out of my life, leave me alone. So that's how I started to get. And I don't like being like that with my team, you know? Um, that's why it was really important for those boys to stand up today. That's why it was really important for them to show us that they, that, that they do want to fight for the badge. They do want to fight for the shirt and they do want to fight for the fans. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and I, I don't really care about top four right now because, Again, we was we got into top four last year. We've got gone into the Champions League. And have we had a memorable moment in the Champions League this year? We haven't. The two goals by Richarlison against Marseille is probably the best memory we've got. But in even in that, it's been a poor campaign. And every time that we've needed to show up or we've needed a serial winner to kind of put his serial winning mentality onto this squad, I don't know where it's been. It's evaporated. So, look, we've been through a really tough time. Conte's been through a really tough time. The squad have been through a really tough time. All the coach, coaching staff have been through a really tough time. So it was really important that they stood up today and showed us that they wasn't going to crumble, showed us that they do have some pride. They do have, have some integrity and, and they do care about the game, the three points, the club and the badge. And, and that was more important to me today than the three points. Holly, let's get your thoughts on today's game because, as I said to Ricky, it's been a tough couple of weeks, but I know none of us are going to get carried away by this performance and by this result. At the end of the day, a lot of people are saying in the comments, it's only Nottingham Forest, but we are still in the top four and that is the most important thing because, of course, that is the best we can play for now this season. Yeah, because that's the only thing we've got now. Um, I'm a bit like Ricky in terms of after midweek, I was like, I can't put myself through this week in, week out. It's draining. It really is. Um but like I said, it's only for us, but hey, it's Saturday, it's not ruined. We actually, I was for once, I actually enjoyed the whole game. Normally I wait to the second half and I'm like, in recent weeks, it's been no, nothing. I haven't enjoyed anything. Um, but tonight it was it was nice to see a bit of free-flowing football. It was nice to see Pedro Poro putting a cross into the box. It was nice to see that from, from both ends. Um, so yeah, it's, it's only Forest, but like you said, it, it's a it's a crucial three points, especially with Liverpool obviously dropping points as well. It, it made sense that today we actually capitalised on it because whispers that never normally happens. Um, so yeah, the fact that we've only got top four is is really annoying. I think that's the most frustrating thing: the fact that they came out today. Yes, it's only Forest, but they put on a good show. If that was uh, the the games previously, I probably would have been a little bit happier because there was something more than top four to play for. But hey, I can't complain too much because that's all I've been doing for the last couple of weeks. So it's nice <laughs> to be positive today. <laughs> Holly, how would you describe the last couple of weeks being a Tottenham fan? Rough. That's probably the easiest way to put it. It's been very rough. Um, the fact that I know we're always the butt of every joke, um, but more so in the last couple of weeks, just because of how horrendous we've been playing. And the fact that you can see how toxic it is from, from top to bottom. I don't think there's one person to solely blame. I think it comes from all aspects. It comes from the players. It comes from the manager. It comes from the board. And I think it's just created one big mess. Um, so, yeah, it hasn't been a fun couple of weeks. Like I said, I, I like to watch football, yes, because it's nice to watch, but also because you have the potential to win something. And the fact that we can never get over this hurdle is, is so frustrating. Um, but, yeah, it, it's been rough, but it's, 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 it's a nice positive thing today to be like, 
okay, they do care. Something has happened, but not to get too carried away with it. It's just nice to be like, oh my God, I can actually talk about a win for once. Mm. Melbourne, let's come to you. We certainly needed today, didn't we? We needed it. We needed the three points. We needed the performance. We needed to see some goals. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we do something similar that we did at the end of last season. You know, I think Conte, if he has a week, a whole week to prepare for a match, which I think now he will, he will have seven days between every match. I think we can go on a run and win four or five games in a row and keep a couple of clean sheets in between. It was something that, you know, I always want to say. It's a shame we, we conceded the goal today, but... It's a, It's been a weird season. It's been an incredibly weird season. It's uh, We've seen things that usually you see every four or five years, you know, the World Cup, you know, uh, losing uh, losing one of the coaching staff. Obviously, that's that's still, I, I still find it heartbreaking when I ever see a picture of him and, and, and things like that, you know, Conte having to do surgery. It's been it's been an extremely weird season, and, and on top of that, it's it's hard to manage it. You know, the, the, the game is so fast and so quickly and, and could easily go wrong. You know, we lost one of our, in my opinion, we lost one of our best players in, in Bentoncourt to to such a, a horrific injury, and, and there's still question marks on that. But we still have talent coming through. You know, I'm very excited about Oliver Skip. We spoke about him years ago, and... Uh, the kind of his flame kind of died down for for a season, you know, because he picked up injury after injury and, and been unlucky. And it just seems with Conte, a player has to get injured in order for another player to play. So it's been a blessing in disguise in a way. But but Skip, man, I, I see him play all the time. I, I just look at him now and see what, what he does. He's so intelligent on the ball and makes me excited. He, he reminds me of um, Huddleston. How he's how he passes the ball sometimes, and he's so technically gifted and, and, and intelligent. And and, he, and again, he's one of our own. He's a Tottenham fan, season ticket holder when he was young. And these things, these little things, it just makes it a little bit more special when you see, especially when he scored against Chelsea and, and things like that. And and I think slowly he'll he'll become probably, you know, fan favorites. And and uh, Tottenham, whenever we lose players, we always bring one one or two through the academy. And, and, and it just seems, you know, the next generation of youngsters are, are coming through. And Skip is definitely one to be really, really excited for. And I'm a massive fan of his. And, and just, just, it's just exciting seeing him, seeing him play. And I'm happy for him. And uh, hopefully he learns off Conte and Conte develops him and, and, and puts his stamp on a player. Because I think Conte even though the fans are not happy with him and, and me being one of them, because I'm not happy when the when the coach speaks about the club in a certain way that he does. I prefer if he's more, you know, positive. And, and yes, it's, it's just got a bit stale right now. And and let's say it's, it's not as exciting as we were last season. You know, last season, we really thought we were going to push, push harder than we did. And to, for the season to like die off like that so quickly in just a matter of weeks, it's like now it's not as the flame is not as hot or not as bright. We're not as excited as we were last season. You know, I saw online, you see tickets being sold, you know, for the Nottingham Forest game. And, and you think this is a Premier League game in our, you know, brilliant stadium. Why wouldn't you want to go? You know, me being an international fan, seeing one game two games a season for me is is magic not alone you know i would never ever 
consider selling my ticket and not going to the game, even however poor we are. But we're we're still we're still okay. I think I think we're we will we will be on track to finish fourth. I know I'm rambling on a little bit, but yeah, I love to see what what you guys think as well. Well, there were a few empty seats today, but I've just looked at the attendance: sixty-one thousand four hundred and sixty. Uh, so not that many empties, really. Um, Ricky, let's come to you. Roy Price writes on screen now. Um, yes, come on my side. I'm in love again, and top four is crucial. As I just said to Holly a second ago, top four now, the fourth spot in the Premier League is the best that Spurs can hope for, no matter who is in charge. We've now got 11 games left in the Premier League. How confident are you feeling right now about finishing top four? You know, we've already said it's only Nottingham Forest and no disrespect to the Premier League side, Nottingham Forest. Um, but it's been a difficult couple of weeks, as we've already spoken about. But right now, how are you feeling about the challenge for top four? Honestly, Chris, <clears throat> mate, I don't care. And I know that sounds I know that sounds crazy, and especially for me, right? You you've heard me speak this whole season, okay? But I think it's been such a turbulent not couple of weeks, bro. If I look back, it's been the whole season has been turbulent. The preseason was turbulent. Do you know what I mean? Buying Jed Spence was turbulent. <clears throat> Starting the season, having games every two, three days was turbulent. Uh, being a one half <clears throat> a, a, a one half performance team whether that was the mostly the second half but if, it, if we performed in the first half then we didn't perform in the second half you know um that's been turbulent the world cup's been turbulent after the cup soon as antonio conte's come back i knew i felt it in my soul that something and i said to you chris i, I you know pre-world cup i was like conte staying after world cup i was like some of these things he's saying in the press press conference mm, i don't know i don't know and i've been on the fence with it and, you know, yes, we've had injuries. Yes, we've had losses. Losses within the coaching staff. Losses within Antonio's life. Uh, and within, you know, friends and stuff like that. It's been turbulent all over the pitch. And every single time that... I mean, we had a fully fit squad for about five minutes before three, three people was out. You know, Hugo, Benton Kerr, and uh, I can't remember the other one right now. But, that, like, there was, like, three big players. Oh, Richarlison at that point. Three big players out straight away. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's been turbulent and it's been tough this whole season. And yes, the energy levels and the effort and the amount of games that these players have had to play, yes, agreed. But <clears throat> I've always tried to be an advocate of Conte and an advocate of this system, even though I haven't agreed with it as a Tottenham fan. But I'm like, okay, if this is what we're going to do, if this is the system we have to play to win or, or to achieve something, then I'm with it. I'm with Conte and I'm with the team and I'm with everything and I'm with this win now mentality. Let's go. If this is how we're going to do it, let's go. So it's only come to the, a kind of um, the crescendo these last couple of weeks because we've had the FA Cup knockout, which we got knocked out of. We had Wolves, which, you know, first half we actually did play well and we actually was, you know, pushing and pressing high and doing, but, but again, flopped. And then the, the second leg of the AC Milan game, if you can't get up for an AC Milan game or a Champions League game, knockout game, if, you're, if your manager can't transfer his energy and <clears throat> inspire a, a group of players that are uh, about to go onto that pitch for, for a knockout game against it's AC Milan in the Champions League, and then I don't know what, what was going on. And so after that, bro, I, I literally lost my head. I lost my head and I lost my heart. 
And I just started looking at things going, you know what, I've had enough. I've had enough. And, you know, nobody cares. You know what I mean? I, I, I thought that it, 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 Conte was trolling us with, with the comments after AC Milan. Uh, when Richarlison came out with what he was coming out with, I'm like, he's right. But, wow, Conte must have lost the dressing room here. So I'm thinking we're all broken and shattered again. But it takes something. It takes real kind of cojones and it takes real heart to, after that, to say what you've said and, and even what Conte said in his press conference, which I'm sure we're going to hit on, to say all of those things, to go through all of that, to get to today and to turn up and to show you that you do care and to show that you are willing and you are able and, you know, that, that we can play some football. We can play some good football. We can be dominant. We can score goals again. Sonny can score. Harry can score. Do you know what I mean? Richarlison... For, for me, was like one of his best games today. Um, he really had to back his chat. So it's been a turbulent season for us. And we as fans have been put through the ringer, up, down, left, right, you know, crazy train roller coaster. So it has been really tough. And a lot of us are upset about it. A lot of us have had enough. Um, so this, you know, this three points a day can almost feel like a plaster. So we could go crazy about it and go, yeah, we're going to be top four at the end of the season. For me, it's more about that character that they show today. If they continue showing that character, if they continue kind of building on this, but we've said this so many times, Chris, on so many uh, on so many games where they've had good performances, Green Man City or Chelsea or this or that. We've, we've done this, we've done this. Like, if only they can build on this, if only they can push forward. And it always, it's like, it's, it's a little bit of a high and then three lows. And then a little bit of a high and then three lows. Do you know what I mean? And that's what's really frustrating. So for, for me, I can't get carried away and say, oh, top four. Do you know what I mean? Or, oh, this is what we've got to, I'm, I'm not excited about going for top four. Yes, it's the least, it's, it's, it's the best thing that we can aim for this season. But is, is that going to pay for over the cracks? Is that going to give the ball the money that they need to carry on being mediocre do you know what I mean? right now you know i don't know if, is that me <laughs> sorry but i don't know how i feel right now i'm just happy that the boys turned out with a bit of character and they showed what they were about can, let's can see I if it say, continues can i just say to all of the listeners and viewers um ricky is one of the most positive fans that comes on this show as well so to hear him say things exactly how they are that is exactly how it is I said midweek as well uh, on an interview that um, I feel exactly the same, Rick, that if you work extremely hard during 38 Premier League games to get Champions League football and then you produce the goods like we did, you know, or didn't produce the goods, uh, you know, on Wednesday um, to, to perform like that, it simply wasn't good enough. Um, but what I meant by the question earlier is that the best we can aim for is top four for whoever is managing the football club to be in the best European competition possible. Yeah. Um, Polly, let's come to you. Before we talk about the starting 11, just want to get your thoughts on top four. What does it mean to you by Spurs playing in the Champions League? Or would you not really be bothered if we were in the Champions League or not? Europa League, of course, we've played in under Jose Mourinho, Europa Conference League under Nuno and Conte. Um, you know, some people are saying it'd be, it'd be better off if we had no European football at all and went for one of the cups. How do you feel about it? It's just, I really don't know. I'm kind of a bit like Ricky in a sense that I want to get top four because that's the only thing we can achieve. So if, if we can get top four, cool. But I'm also thinking, because at Tottenham, it's all very uh, complicated and it's not always the way it should be or seem, is 
if we didn't get top four, we got top five, say, and we're out of the Champions League. And that means we don't necessarily get the best players because obviously everybody wants to play Champions League football if you're, if you're a player. Would that mean it would then force the likes of the board uh, to make those right decisions to be able to compete in it the year after and then be able to actually invest in a team so it's better long term? Because like Ricky says, we're, we're plastering over wounds at the moment. If we get top four, is that going to continue? Or are the board going to be like, right, to cement our place and to get a trophy because that's all the fans want, we need to do something. But we've been there before. That's where I'm a bit like, I feel like we have to lose something. I know we've lost a lot this season already, but I feel like we have to lose that top four that the board and the club always want to be like, right, no, now we need to do something. We need to actually invest heavily now because we're slipping out where we need to be. So I don't think it's in, in the terms that we can't reach it. Uh, if I'm just being cynical and thinking maybe in the way that other th people think at Tottenham, maybe that might be the best way going forward. But in football, nothing's ever certain, as we kind of know, losing to Sheffield and, and getting knocked out of the UCL. So, yeah, I think it's not achievable, but I don't know whether it would work out better if we weren't in it. It is a difficult one. And I think that's where everybody's head's just so messed at the minute because of the want of running a trophy, the want of being in the UCL. But I think there comes a point when actually we need to sit back and be like, right, what's actually best right now? Because lots of people are saying we're not guaranteed Champions League football all the time. Champions League isn't underneath us. We shouldn't be wanting it or feeling like that's our place every year. So I get it, but it's just very difficult. I think I just want a trophy. I think for me, I, I, I don't care for it necessarily in top four. I know what it brings, the perks, like I've already said, but a trophy for me is all I want. And I think that's why there's so much unrest in this fan base because that's what everybody wants. Um, and until we get that, we are forever going to be the butt of the joke because it has been so long. And I think with the likes of Harry Kane, with the likes of Sonny at this club, to have to not have a trophy for them is a madness. And I think that's why it's so frustrating. Well, um, obviously, I'm still at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I felt that Antonio Conte was very, very animated on the touchline, like the old Antonio Conte. I saw him walk into the stadium from getting off the coach today. Um, the fans welcomed him, even after all of the comments in the last 24 hours in the press conferences. Um, Craig has very kindly given us a quote from Antonio Conte um, after the game. I'm happy for the response of the team and desire to help each other, to create a winning mentality, is to have players and sign players. But at the same time, it's important to create the spirit. Melvin, how are you feeling about the top four push and what does the Champions League mean to you? I mean, Champions League is a massive, massive competition and you want to be tested against, you know, the best teams. If you remember the first time I saw Tottenham play in the Champions League at the old White Hart Lane, how crazy and, 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 and loud the stadium was. We played Inter Milan, we played AC Milan, we played really, 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 really amazing games. We beat Real Madrid at, the, at Wembley and... You want to see you want to see our team play against the best, and uh, and I feel this season we were lucky because we had, in my opinion, one of the easiest groups, and we just nearly got out of it. So, and and we faced we faced a really not poor AC Milan, but they were not in the best form either. I mean, they won the league last season, but they've been they've been inconsistent this season, quite similar to us, and 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 you could see it in the result because only one goal. And, and and they got through and um you know you want to get top four but you can you can kind of see a pattern with this club because every time a manager is underperforming and and is not in that top four position they get sacked you look at pochettino after the champions league final 
the the team wasn't winning and we weren't on track to make top four so the club sacked him because they wanted they wanted a quick a quick response from the team the same thing with jose the same thing with nuno so you can kind of see a pattern where the club cares about top four and i think they get that champions league money that big burst of 30 40 million and 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 on all the other things that come with it you know the revenue from sponsorships and and all the pints they sell and and, and all of that and uh so you never see us sack a manager when they when we get eliminated from the Carabao Cup or when we get eliminated from the FA Cup because that's not the club's priority and if and I think until that changes I think we're going to struggle I think until Levy will sit down with with Conte or whoever the next manager is and say if you don't win a cup or get at least one final you will be sacked at the end of the season and 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 that's and that's the bottom line and and say top 4 would be nice that's what that's all i would say but you have to start we have to start winning trophies we have to make it our 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 priority and and it just seems that just seems that Sheffield united game we rested for for the for the league game and for the champions league game because we thought these are our most important games but we took our eye of of the fa cup and the fa cup you know manchester city and manchester united were the only big teams left and you, and you start to think why didn't we play you know i'd rather have played a rested team against ac milan and given dan juma richarlison and lucas mora a start and get through into the next round and honestly on the day i think they could have done something because in 90 minutes against ac milan at the sun zero we didn't have more than one shot on target we needed to change something and we couldn't have we shouldn't have played pretty much the exact same team and 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 played the exact same system i think the manager is a bit stubborn with his systems and and if you look at a video from gary neville from a couple of years ago he said he predicted that conte would do this he will get the fans irritated he would he would have pro problems with the board he will play the same system it will work in the beginning and and teams will get used to it and then they'll know our set patterns and plays and passing and Gary Neville said said this about a year and a half ago, and that's why he didn't want him at United. Like it's a, it's it's something that's real with Conte. Even though I will always back the manager and I will always support the manager, and, and I'm a big fan of what he's done and what he's still doing because the club needs to have, in a way, the bad guy that 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 demands more from 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 the club. We need better players. We need better recruitment. We need a better a better youth academy we need all of these things and if 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 the coach the manager whatever his title is if he doesn't demand these things and push harder for them it just seems that the the hierarchy of our club doesn't doesn't push further you know our motto is to dare is to do but when it comes to thing on the pitch we never use that motto that motto only used for the stadium the training ground and the facilities and and our and our things with with formula one and and, and concerts that's we've been doing that, that's when the motto is used it's used when it comes to those things but on pitch things on pitch on the pitch i want to start us as a club you know to dare is to do to dare is to do it just it's, it's just not
They need to change it to was, innit? To dare was to do. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, in yeah. The, back in the day, you could see that. You could see that that ethos in 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 the teams. Even when we look back at get, get, uh, you know Gareth Bale or Van der Vaar or Jermaine Defoe or Kino, like they dared. Do you know what I mean? Berbatov, they dared. Carrick, they dared. But to dare was to do in, in, in recent times. Do you know what I mean? I think- Which is yeah. I think under Pochettino, I think we could have been yeah. proud of that motto because yeah. he he did yeah. push the envelope a little bit. He did he did things that he made us grow as a club, and uh, I don't think we've I don't think we've taken the next step yet. I think we're still we're still stuck on, the, and I think the last step is always the hardest. I think we've made steps forward as a club in the last five years, but it's just like you said, we take one step forward and like two steps back sometimes and 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 the top four obviously will make the next step a lot easier so at this point of in time we have to celebrate the next victory which will be as a club top four top four will be a massive thing you know clubs like Newcastle and Liverpool are pushing hard behind us and if if they get if either of them get Champions League football next year ahead of us it could put, put us back further because if you go for a player and and, and Newcastle go in for him and they he'll say they have Champions League football. They're going to be playing Real Madrid, Barcelona, or whatever. And I don't want to be playing in the Europa League. And it makes it makes a difference. Champions League makes a difference. Before we talk about um, the lineup and the game itself, um, I just wanted to ask all three of you: Are you Conte in, or are you Conte out at the moment? Because this last week or so, and I know Ricky, you know, you and I have been like Conte's biggest fans since he's arrived. We've both felt that he's going to deliver trophies and success at this football club. Um, he called all of us Spurs fans impatient because we want trophies. Um, he uh, dissed the board as well. He spoke about players. Normally, when you're, you, you know, you've got to have somebody on side, and, and he's basically let everybody have it. So, at the moment, you know, if you go on social media, there are a lot of people wanting Antonio Conte gone. I even saw comments today wanting, you know, Spurs fans wanting us to lose today's game. So Conte would probably get the sack. How are you feeling about Conte? I know we, we're going to talk about him in detail, but just give me a quick one or two sentences about are you in or out? You know, I can't do one or two sentences. Why did you do it? I'll try it. Um, you know what, bruv, like you just said there. Look, see, I've already done two sentences already. Um, you know what, like you said, um, I was fully on the Conte train. I was fully on this win now manager. I was fully on the win, the recruiting players on the win now. All right. But after that, on, on Wednesday, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of Conte out, bro. The way that he trolled us, the way that he's been trolling the fans, the way that he's treated some of these players that have come in, Basuma, Spence, do you know what I mean? Even Dan Juma right now. You know, you, you give the guy two, two, two windows and he doesn't want it. You know, if, if you bring in a player, it, it's, just been, it's just been chaotic. It's been chaotic. And the guy right now seems to need a week to, to work out a side to get three points. So, you know, I, I, for the first time ever from Wednesday onwards, I've been Conte out, bruv. And before we get into it in detail, that's where I'll stay. But do you know what? Just to give you a little, uh, a li- a little caveat, Two, uh, the, the first AC Milan, I told you it wouldn't be two sentences. First AC Milan game, he wanted to talk about how much pressure there is in Italy, how much passion there is in Italy, how much is life or death in Italy. And this is what you need. But this is the biggest difference between the Premier League and Serie A is the pressure, is how it's life and death, how you, you, you know, like how the fans are on your case, how you have to win week in, week out. 
And right now, that's exactly what we gave him. He wants to talk about time and patience, yet he hasn't signed no contract. How can we give anybody patience with the clock ticking? Do you know what I mean? And it's going down to zero. Don't make no sense for me. If, you, if he was to commit or if he was to put something down to say that he was going to be around for longer than five minutes, then we could have time and patience with a project. He has not once said that he wants to be here. He's like, I've spoken to the club, I've let the club know what's going on, and you'll see at the end of the season. I'm done with deciphering his cryptic clues in a bloody well press conference. So, look, you know, show me what you got, Conte. Show me if you really want to be here. To, to me right now, it, it still feels like he's doing us a favour. Still feels like he's here on a paycheck. Still feels like he's waiting for a bigger club, bigger club to go to. Because the way that he has disrespected everybody at this place, and yes, we was in a dire straits position before he came in. Yes, we, we are Titanic FC. Yes, there's more issues to deal with than just one or two, all right, that the manager can deal with. Yes, yeah. But to me, he, he's, done, he's done too much. For me, he's done too much. And now it's just saving grace. Now he's just saving his own reputation so that he can go back to Inter or go to Juventus or go somewhere in Italy. But you want to talk about time and patience. We're putting the pressure on, like you said, that there wasn't none in England. Like you said, that there wasn't none in the Premier League. We just enjoy the game and we, then we get on with our lives because it doesn't matter that much to us as it does to everybody in Italy. And then you want to call time and patience. I'm sorry, bruv. I'm done. I'm done. You've got to prove to me that you want to be around. You've got to prove to me with the, with the tactics and with the players and with your attitude. You've got, to choose, you've got to show me what you're about, bruv. Because I'm over it. I've backed you up until now. I've backed you up until now. And you've shown me nothing. Every time it came to the crunch, you've shown me nothing. All you've spoken about is Italy, going home, your family, which I totally understand. And I know he's had some losses as well, which is totally understandable as well. But it just seems like he's looking for every excuse to get back. So if you want to go back, bruv, go back. It just seems like a quick payday for him. Do you know what I mean? Until the end of the season. He's not once. He asked. He got asked about three, four times in a press conference during the week. Do you want to be here? He did not answer that simple question once. So for me, I'm Conte out. I need a manager that wants to be here. I need a manager that wants to achieve. I need a manager that believes in these players. I need a manager that believes in the youth system. I need a manager that, that wants to, to achieve for Tottenham because he wants to be a part of it. Not, I'm a serial winner and look what I've done for you. I need, I need the same way that he was talking about Richarlison being selfish, about talking about I, I, I. That's all I see from him is I, I, I. I don't see an us. I don't see a we. I don't see an our. Do you know what I mean? So I'm done. I'm done. Until you can prove something different to me, I'm done. I think that was what two sentences. What have these last done to Ricky Norwood, I tell you? It's, wow. It broke me, bruv. It broke me. Ricky, just give me two words or give me one name. Who would you like to replace Antonio Conte? He's magic, you know. Holly, <laughs> I hope your response isn't as long as Ricky's. Oh, no, trust me. I will only do a couple of sentences. So I don't think I can top that, to be honest. Um... To be honest, it's going to sound horrible and it's going to sound crap after what Ricky's just said, but I'm probably just going to sit on the fence because at the end of the day, I get what Ricky's saying. He clearly doesn't want to be here. Um, but again, I can't discredit the fact that where we were before and where we are still now in terms of the fact we're out of cups, we haven't won a trophy. Top force, okay, like we said, still pushing for it, but we're back where we were last season. We haven't achieved anything. Um, but again, I'm sat here thinking, 
but look at the mess that Conte's had to deal with. And I've gone over my two sentences. Um, but it's just a whole mess, I think, from top to bottom. So I don't know anymore. And I think I've got to the point where I'm just like, the board, Spurs, you do what you like. You're going to do what you like anyway. Holly, who would you like to see as next Spurs boss? I don't know who I'd like to see. And I know everybody's in the comments are going to be like, oh, you're a pop chater, this, that and the other. But for me, I think it's too soon to see Pochettino back, I think, for me personally. Uh, again, like I've said, nothing's changed. What's going to be the difference? Uh, Poch comes in, great, we're going to have a lovely football again. We may win something, we may not. Who knows? Like I say, football's a funny game. But is Poch really going to come back when nothing's changed? Like you keep saying, the furniture in this house, there's still some that's the same. Nothing has changed. So for me, I think not saying it would tar tarnish the the history he's he's got at the club uh, with Pochettino, but I just think give it a couple more years. We all want him back. We all love him. I'm not saying I don't love him. I just think right now is is possibly one of the worst times. I think I don't think it's timed right if he comes back now. Can you actually believe though, Holly? You go from Pochettino to Jose Mourinho to Antonio Conte, and trophyless under those three <laughs> managers. It's honestly, it is. And the fact is, like we said, we, we had nice one the Poch. Yes, he wasn't bad. That's that's probably the, the main argument. But let's not forget the players that he did have and we still didn't win anything. Um, yes, obviously, he went so many transfer windows with no investment. And as we all know, you need investment. You need new players to freshen it up. And the fact that we're still sat here with some of those players he had, it just for me, it's just I just can't see it coming him coming back now because I just don't think it's going to end well. I feel like it'd be the same story at the end of the day. Ricky, I don't know whether you're looking at all these comments, but people are absolutely loving your, your rant about Antonio Conte. Um, sending Melvin, love, sending love. Melv, let's come to you on the same uh, on the same point. Are you Conte in or Conte out? Um, because uh, another quote from Conte here after the game today in England, um, you have to think about 11 strong players. You need 17 or 18. That's how you win. I'm going to go on a different direction. I'm going to say... Only by a small margin, but I, I think I would still remain as Conte in. Um, to be honest, like if you look at it, I think we've conceded less goals than last season. We've scored more goals than last season. We have more points than last season. And yet again, I keep saying this has been the most complicated season we've ever seen in the last 20 years of football. You know, with the World Cup being during Christmas, playing, I think, nine or ten games in, in one month. And... Um, and again, I don't want to see us go through another cycle of hiring another manager, going through that video of him saying, listen, I'm going to fight for the club and, and, and all of that. I don't want to go through that again. And, and players that we don't, we need to move on, get another free pass. You know what I mean? They, they have another chance to prove themselves. The players we don't need need to be moved on. And, and we have a lot of players on loan which need to be moved on. And I think... Even though he's blunt sometimes and, and maybe says things the wrong way and doesn't speak as, as the way Pochettino used to speak and doesn't make us feel the way Pochettino used to speak. He just he's he's a football man and he's right about certain things. It just he goes about them the wrong way. And if he and and, and I kind of enjoyed the jab Rich Allison had about Conte, you know, he should have played me. Yes, I want to see that from players. And 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 and, and Conte how he speaks to the media. I like it sometimes as well. You know, yes, he's controversial. Jose was controversial as well. Jose used to do it. You know, Jose sometimes take the pressure off players by saying crazy things. And and why would I be 
listen, I'm, if I'm Conte in, it will only be 51 to 49. It's not by much, but because I've been, I've been slating him about many, many things. I'm sick of playing a back five. I'm sick about not having a creative midfielder. I'm sick of watching Harry Kane lose. I'm sick of a lot of things. And, and I'm sick of having a goalkeeper that makes mistakes. I'm sick of Son of not performing all season. He was, he was the golden boot winner. And this season, he's done absolutely nothing for the team. Nothing. Son used to win the games for us on his own. You know, he used to have these performances where he would just be world class, and and we used to just be like, wow, what a player. And 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 this season, it's just been like, you know, it's it's just been horrible. And and um, we've been we we're still in a top four position, yet we've been playing poorly all season, and we've not. We can we, we can all point out where the holes are. You know, we have had Hugo Lloris get injured and, and Fraser Foster come in and he's looked solid. And Hugo, even though he started the season well, we've had defensive errors where they let led to goals and us losing games. But we're still in the top four. And we've played the most difficult fixtures are out of the way. And I think we're going to have a, a, a very, very strong finish till the end of the season. And and the perspective might change a little bit if we have a very very strong finish and 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 we're very close to manchester united or or whoever's in third the perspective might change and and the club might look at conte and be like yeah he's a little bit crazy and cranky but we have an option to go for another year and we've already bought players for his system and and he likes richarlison and he likes pedro poro and he likes emerson royal who's who's playing well and and needs to, and needs to be given credit too because what he's been the last couple of months he was you know man of the match for the last few games after we slated him for so so long and we abused him for so so long and these things take time and 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 Conte said that I think in the beginning of of his of his career with us he said it's going to take a couple of windows and 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 I think most of us didn't believe him for some reason it's going to take years to transform the team you know it doesn't happen overnight we're not manchester united where we buy you know 100 million pound players even though we want us to be we want to buy you know three stars and pay 300 million i wish we would do that i wish we would go out and buy you know Gvardiol and 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 and, and jude bellingham and declan rice i wish we were that kind of club i think we have to be smart with our signings and i think the progress conte has made shouldn't be overlooked. I think we've made progress under Conte. And if another manager comes in, we shouldn't forget the progress Conte have, has made. Yes, the football isn't the best. It's not the best. And we've pl we're still playing, even though I've backed him for a very long time, we're still playing with Eric Dyer, with, with, with Davis, and, and, uh, and, uh, and we're relying on these guys. Yes, and Harry Kane, is still breaking records and, and being being our, our main guy and and we're still bleeding in some of the some of the youth so it's just Conte does weird things he wants to win now he wants to win today he doesn't have patience to bring in jet spence and 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 make and have him make mistakes he's not that kind of guy i think pochettino is that guy pochettino will trust the players and be like i believe in you and and, and but he'll make a couple of mistakes but we'll see progress it's yeah, I didn't. I didn't do it in two sentences, but but I'm I'm. Well, this is my, this is my no, side. I'm, I'm Conte and still. I'm I'm glad I said a sentence or two because otherwise we'd be here all night. 
yeah. I'm still Conte. I'm still Conte, and I, I, I always back the manager <clears throat> until he's on that seat, you know, until he's on the touchline. I always back him. Even Jose Mourinho, until the last second, I always backed him. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm still Conte, and, but only by a little bit. Well, as I said earlier, Spurs remain fourth in the Premier League. We've now played 27, we've won 15, we've drawn three, lost nine, have a goal difference of plus 12. We have 48 points. In the lunchtime kickoff, Bournemouth done Spurs a massive, massive favour by beating Liverpool 1-0. Uh, they remain fifth, 42 points from 26 games. They are now six points adrift of fourth-place uh, Spurs. Now, Ricky, let's come to you. Let's talk about the starting eleven today that Antonio Conte uh, put out against Forest. Forster in goal, the back three of Romero, Dyer and Lengley, the wing-backs Davis and Poro, in midfield, Hoybier and Skip, the front three, Son, Kane and Richarlison, subs today, Austin, Tanganga, Sanchez, Perisic, Saar, Mundell, Danjuma, club signing Danjuma, I might add, Kulisevsky and Lucas Moura. Now, Richarlison in the starting eleven today, Ricky, and I must say, I've got to say right from the off, Richarlison, my man of the match today. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mate, I thought he, he, I thought he was on fire and I thought that, you know, he had a lot to prove. He had to back his chat today. Do you know what I mean? After having that, that outburst during the week, he really had to, if he got the opportunity to, there was a lot that was speculating that he wouldn't even be in the squad for the rest of the season, let alone in the starting 11. So for him to get a start, for him and Conte to go back and forth, for him to score that goal in the first two minutes, and the way that he smacked that goal was to shut everybody up. And I still don't know how it's offside. I, I mean, I look, I saw it, but then the connection went. So I don't know. I didn't really get that long to study on it. But I, 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 for, for me, it was a it, it was a clear goal. Do you know what I mean? But it was more about his overall performance as well. That goal that wasn't a goal. It was offside, but. That goal that he did score was full of frustration, full of look at me, full of don't doubt me, full of you should have started me ages ago. You should have been giving me a run of games ages ago. And there was a lot of anger and frustration and a lot of I'll prove the doubt is wrong in Richarlison. You know, and it was great to see because we haven't seen that the whole, pretty much the whole season from Richarlison as a 60 million pound man. And... Um, you know, and, and also, like the comment just said there, Skippy. Skippy has been growing week in, week out. 
growing week in, week out. And he definitely, you know, we needed to see that from him as well. Because after the injuries and after him not getting no game time and not getting a run of games to show us what he's about and what, you know, what we saw at Norwich um, in that loan spell, uh, it's been great to see that from him. It's been great to see his tenacity. It's been great to see his energy. Uh, Melvin said it reminded him a bit of Huddleston with his passing. And, you know, there's a bit of Huddleston and there's a bit of Scotty Parker in him as well. You know, there's a bit of like that 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 bulldog of a player. Do you know what I mean? As well in him, which is really lovely to see. The more game time he gets, the, the bigger and quicker he, he will grow. And, and I think we've got an exciting player there. I think we've got somebody definitely for the future. And and ha- as the previous couple of managers have said, you know, they, they can't, you know, Mourinho said that he thought that Skippy could be a captain in years to come. So it was really great to see it from them. Good again to see Poro into, into the side. It wasn't only his crosses for me today. There, there were like these little intuitive, incisive passes that he was doing or, or when he got into the final third where, you know, if if uh, Royal is in those positions, he doesn't really know who to pass it to or it's the very safe pass. Whereas Poro was finding those those kind of acute passes left, right and centre. Do you know what I mean? So it was good to see that from, 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 from those particular boys. But, you know, for me, definitely, you know, it, it, the man of the match was between Richarlison and Skippy. But I was really happy to see that type of reaction from Richarlison. It's not just about words, it's about actions. And the moment that he got an opportunity, he came out to show. So that was really positive for me. Holly, were you surprised to see Richarlison in the starting eleven, particularly after the comments that he made after the AC Milan game? Um, Antonio Conte in the press conference on Friday said he didn't criticise me. He said his season was shit and he's right. Um, and then, of course, he's in the starting eleven today. Um, I thought it was a good performance. And also, um, Ben Davis at left wing back today instead of Ivan Perisic. Dan Juma, lots of journalists have questioned Antonio Conte about the lack of game time for Dan Juma. Were you surprised by the starting 11 today? Uh, a little bit. I think the comments that obviously has been battering to and forth between uh, Richardson and Conte in the media, I think they're both very alike. They're both like that kind of like, let's get in each other's faces, let's wind each other up. And yeah, it can be seen as maybe as bad behaviour in that kind of... But it shows a bit of fight. Like, hey, look, I want to show my worth. I want to prove myself. Give me the chance because I don't know what I'm doing that's wrong. Um, so I think starting was probably the best decision. Like I say, it was, it was a bit strange to actually happen, but I quite liked it. Um, it showed that they both had a bit of balls. They were like, go on then, show me. Um, so, yeah, for Richardson, I think it was great. We've seen little bits of him where, obviously, his work rate's really high. But today, there was a bit of quality with it. Um, like I said, involved in all three goals. Um so it was great for him. I just wanted him to obviously get that goal. That one that was disallowed, I still to this day cannot understand how that's offside. But there we go. The Lions like to do their thing and irritate us all. But um, in terms of, like you say, in terms of Dan Juma not getting a look in, I think all of us fans are a bit like, what is going on? He was brought in to offer something different off the bench and we're not even seeing him off the bench anymore. So, yeah, in that kind of respects, I was a bit like, hmm, OK, I don't know what's going on. Um 
The only thing that obviously now I look back on it was probably silly was the fact that I was thinking, oh, Sonny's getting another chance, is he? Um, but obviously we know Sonny's quality. Um, we've all said it tonight how Sonny has not been on form this whole season. He's probably had one of the worst seasons. Um, but again, we put the bar so high for Sonny. Um, we expect that all the time for him to be playing amazingly. Um, but I'm glad that he proved me wrong again, that he did deserve a start because obviously he got that goal from Richarlison. So yeah, I think the the whole start of lineup, I don't think I was too... Um, taken back from it. Like I said, it was just quite nice to see that bit of bitterness between Richie and, and Conte because I think some players kind of feed off that and it, it showed that Richarlison is one of them. Melvin, let's come to you. Let's talk about the, the game itself because in the third minute, Richarlison thought he'd got his first goal in the Premier League for Tottenham. And of course, a couple of minutes later, the fans were getting quite irate and quite frustrated because... It took, it just seemed to take forever about this decision to be made. It went to VAR and then, of course, it got ruled off for offside. How close was it? Yeah, I saw photos on, on Twitter and stuff. It was, it was, you know, probably half a shoulder, you know. He was just leaning a little bit too much and, and went a little bit too soon. But, yeah, what can you do? It was a good finish from him. But, uh, yeah, if, if he's offside, he's offside. You know, he could be by a hair or could be by by a toenail or it just it's weird var it's 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 not really fair and and it should really favor the striker because you, you you want to see goals and and you you can't really see what advantage did he gain from from having you know a couple of inches on on side or offside but yeah it's it's a strange strange one in the 13th minute, Hunmin Son took a free kick into the box. Romero headed over. It was offside anyway. And then in the 19th minute, Harry Kane put Spurs 1-0 up. Pedro Poro cross. Harry Kane headed in. Uh, Richarlison involved in the goal as well. Ricky, trademark Harry Kane goal. Yeah, and I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> My connection cut out at that point. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I couldn't believe it. And then I couldn't even get to see the replay before I got on today. So um, I'll, I'll take your word for it that it was a trademark Harry Kane goal. That's all I expect from Harry. And I'm, wear I'm wearing my Harry Kane top today. Look, 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 he's one of our own. Look, two, six, seven and counting. Come on. Um, I don't know. So, yeah, man. You, I, I, I love it. You can't even meet me in Watford and you can't even watch the goals. <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> Are we allowed to say what's going on here? <laughs> Sorry, say that again. Did I see it? Actually, I, I did. Actually, did you see it? I actually did. Yeah, um, I'll take the reins off of Ricky. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a class you, finish. That's right. No worries. Um, no, it was a class uh, header from Kane. Like we say, it is been a game. It does it all the time. Um, but again, it was just so nice to see a cross come in. Uh, from that white wing back position from Pedro Porro to meet the head of Harry Kane. You again he heads it. I think I think as he heads it, he like directs it to uh, the far post. So again, the keeper was nowhere to be seen. So yeah, it was clinical fish from Kane. And like I say, we talk about how great he is week in, week out, but um he just does it every week, doesn't he? Holly, what did you make of uh, Hun Min Son today? Because in the 29th minute, nice free kick from Hun Min Son uh, over the top to Harry Kane who couldn't quite connect. But you know We've all said it um, this season, and we've said it already on this podcast this evening. Um, Hun Min Son has struggled. Of course, he did get on the score sheet today, which we'll come on to. But what did you make of his overall performance today? I think it was better. I think he just had a bit more um, freedom. Um, I know lots of people say, oh, when Perisic plays, he kind of gets a bit lost. They kind of run in the same sort of channels or cross paths with each other. Um, and that's why when we see Perisic play, that's probably why... 
uh, he's not as, as as got much freedom as he thinks he has. Um, so yeah, I think when Perisic doesn't play, you see that bit more confidence with Sonny that he can just go and do what he pleases. Um, yeah, so I think today he played well again, probably because Perisic wasn't on the pitch. Um, but it was nice to see him feeling more confident. I think to, once he got his goal, I think there was a bit where I think he went was it past Serge where he got past Serge, and I think Serge fouled him. Um, so it just showed that. He does want to carry the ball. I just think when Perisic is there, it just kind of restricts him a little bit. So, yeah, it was better. Like we say, he hasn't been his best, but today was probably one of those better days. Melvin, let's come to you. In the 30th minute, Hoybier crossed to Ben Davis, headed wide. And in the 35th minute, Rashardson was brought down in the box. Harry Kane, of course, stepped up. Um, I think the world was looking at Harry Kane at that point. Perhaps not Ricky, but the, the, the rest of us. I saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, it was his first penalty since the penalty miss at the World Cup, but he didn't disappoint. Yeah, my, my dad was next to me and he told me, he said, we haven't had a penalty in so long. He said he said something like, oh, we, ha- we haven't seen Kane, you know, since he missed. And I was like, no, we've had one, I think. And then I was like thinking, and then he said, no, no. And then the commentator on TV said the exact same thing he just said. And yeah, he finished it brilliantly. And uh, it's probably good that... Um, you know, he buried that hatchet and, and there's no pressure on penalties for him anymore. Just it's a really good finish from him and uh yeah, just it's just classic Kane, classic Harry Kane, both goals. I'm surprised he didn't really push hard to get the hat trick. I think there was a, a chance in the second half where Sonny could have passed it to, to Harry. But but Sonny, you know, he, I think he's he sometimes he gets the ball and, and he when he, he shoots when he should pass, passes when he should shoot. And uh but yeah um Harry Kane just you know 20 goals this season and 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 getting closer to Haaland and Haaland is just a machine you know and uh you know I think it goes under the radar how how good Kane has been this season because Haaland is nearly nearly 50 goals or whatever he's on but yeah but 20 20 goals 20 goals is very good for for a side that's that's not been playing really really well we've we've been up and down this season you know and um but but luckily for us but lucky for us, he keeps scoring and, and hopefully he gets close to 25, maybe 30 goals this season. And, and his stats keep going up, up and up and, and gets closer to um, to Shearer's record now because that's the only thing he's looking up at. And um, yeah. Well, six minutes later, Harry Kane nearly had a hat-trick because it was a good cutback by Hunmin Son, but he tried to get the tap in, but it was cleared. A couple of minutes later, Pedro Poro cross, Harry Kane chance, headed wide. Um, Ricky, Pedro Poro, what do you make of him today and what have you made of his career so far at Tottenham? Uh, he's growing, growing every game, and I think there's more confidence in it in them and within the side, learning everybody's runs and learning learning the the rhythm of, of how the side play. I think every every game he gets a bit stronger and a bit more confident and and he, we see him expressing himself a bit more as well. Also with, with with the rest of the side around him, they're starting to understand his runs and, and his crossing ability and his passing ability and his attacking play. And we haven't had that for so long that I think it's taken a little time to adjust to that within the game. But I think that Poro is a very class player. I think that the more games he gets, the better he will be. And I think that he's growing week in and week out. Um, he excites me as a player. Um, I think he can create from nothing. Uh, and I think that, like I say, the more game time he has, the the, the, the better he's going to be, you know, for, for the end of the season, but definitely going into next season. However, 
that's going to start as well. Do you know what I mean? However, that's going to go. But these last games of the season, <clears throat> he's going to find that confidence. He's going to find the way, the rhythm, everything that I've been saying, so that it will just push him on every single game until the end of this season. And then I hope next season he just flies from the start of it. So I, I, I'm impressed with, with Poro. Okay, he didn't have the greatest of starts. Um, but sometimes, it, you know, it's tough. It's tough to come in in January. It's, even though we played the same system system at Sporting, it's a totally different club, totally different climate, totally different players, totally different requirements on those players, and a totally different kind of um, tactic. Even though it's the same system, there's different tactics and there are different ways of playing that system. So he, he, he's had to kind of bed himself in, and, and um, I think he's done well. I, I love his confidence. I love that he G's up the crowd. I love his, he, every time that we've lost as well that he's played, he's like, don't give up, never give up. You know, it's not just, let you know, that that's dry old, uh, back to work or we go again. He's like, you know, he says certain things about like, it's not over yet, you know, which kind of is inspiring rather than a, a comment which is kind of downgrading. It's, it's an inspiring comment. So um, I'm really excited to see what, what, what else comes from Poro. And that free kick that he took, even though Harry Kane took the second one, I can't remember what game, maybe two games ago. Well, I think Wolves. It was Wolves. Wolves, yeah. Wolves. Uh, but that free kick he took, I'm like, oh, it looks like we might even have a free, tick, uh, free kick taker. So um, as long as Harry lets him have those free kicks, I think that we might even get a couple of goals from them as well. So that's really exciting. He's a really exciting player, and I'm looking forward to seeing more from him. Would you start the next game? Would you start yeah. Pedro Poro instead of Real? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, Why I don't not? think you change. I don't think you change a winning team. I think he no. has to keep the same. I think I think it's the same, the same lineup, same thing. I've got to say though, Melvin, it's nice to see uh, a right wing back actually putting crosses in. Um, you know, we haven't, we haven't seen that for a long time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Holly, let's come to you. Um, at half time, of course, Spurs are winning two nil. Nottingham Forest didn't even have a shot on target in the opening 45 minutes. Although in stoppage time, John Joe Shelby did have a chance, but it was deflected wide. Um, at half-time, um, Spurs already had eight shots to Nottingham Forest one on target. Spurs three, Nottingham Forest nil. How are you feeling at half-time? I was actually happy for once. Um, it was quite nice to actually enjoy watching Spurs. Um, like I say, I mean, it's been quite rough for a couple of weeks. So to see that kind of performance, you're like, oh, OK, what kind of sorcery is this? Um, but no, it was quite nice. Um, like I said, we, we've managed to get two goals. We were clinical enough to get those two goals. Um, and I just expected more of the same second half, which I think is the first time I've probably ever witnessed that. I know we've had some good games like Chelsea and City, but after the, the results we've had, I was thinking... There's no way we're coming back from this. And, and we somehow did in that first half. So, yeah, I was quite happy. Holly, were you surprised on how poor Nottingham Forest were today? Because it did take until 61 minutes until they had their first shot on target, which didn't really um, phase Fraser Forrest. It was straight at him. Hmm. No, it was quite strange. I think as a Spurs fan, you're kind of at the moment used to teams coming at us and we're not really knowing what to do. Um, so for them to kind of, it, it almost felt a bit like how terrible West Ham were. And I know they had a bit more of like, they should have been up for it because it's West Ham against Tottenham. But it kind of felt like that. It just felt like they weren't really about it today, um, which was quite strange. Um, but hey, I'm not going to say no. I want a 2 no up at half time. It was quite nice with them not really have anything to, to say for what they've done. 
Melbourne, let's come to you in the 62nd minute. Spurs went 3-0 up. Um, of course, another uh, involvement for Richarlison. Richarlison assist this time. Hunmin Son with the goal. Great to see a smile back on Hunmin Son's face. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good to see him score. But uh, I don't know, it's been a really weird, really weird season for him. And um, he's not been the son of last season. And I don't know what's changed, really, because... We're pretty much the same thing, same system. And uh, yeah, it's just been, he started poorly and, and just kept going. And, and we thought he might be played, you know, back into form because he's had the game time. And uh, yeah, it's been, you know, he had a really bad face injury, which is which shouldn't be, you know, it, I think it affected him for a while. And uh, he went to the World Cup, came back. And uh, yeah, it's just... I think if he scores the next game, you might start to think, okay, maybe Son might be on track to be being the the old Son, and and maybe he can push on from that. Hopefully, he can do he he can he can do that and continue continue scoring, which is what he does best. Um, I don't think I don't think he plays best when he's you know you know back to goal. I think Richarlison's link up play is really really good, and and I think Richarlison even makes the people around him play play better and uh, and yeah and uh, I'm happy that he dropped you know Kulisevsky because Kulisevsky needed a rest or needed to be dropped because uh, I think sometimes if you're always chosen and always played you, you may you might get a little bit complacent and and think your your position is solidified in the, in the front three but 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 yeah and maybe your levels drop a little bit and uh, he needed this goal I think he needs a couple of more to bring his confidence back and he has the quality because we all seen what he can do and we've all seen you know the the documentary he did with his father and, and how hard he trains him and how hard he pushes he pushes his son and and yeah we all know how much how much quality he possesses on the ball and and and, and this season it's been he's been unlucky because sometimes you know maybe a poor touch it was really really poor against AC Milan as well, so to score, to score today was was good for him. Ricky, let's come to you because um, let's talk about Fraser Forster. Um, he had a very very quiet game, but the last fifteen minutes he was called into action quite a lot. In the seventy sixth minute, he made a fantastic reaction save. Nottingham Forest had a corner headed towards goal. What an incredible save from him! Fantastic save, bro! Fantastic save, and and again, you know. This is what we wanted to see from a number two, but the fact that Forster's come in and he and and Larice ain't there, and he's you know he's had to take up that responsibility. He he knows he's going to be the number one now until the end of the season, basically. And for him to get a run of games, to get a rhythm, um, to get that kind of um, match sharpness that a goalkeeper needs as well, uh, it, I think that culminated today. I think he's another one that stood up today. Not only that save, but look at the penalty save, you know, in extra time. I mean, I, I, I thought it was a silly, it was a silly uh, penalty to give away in, 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 in that extra time. Um, but you know what? Forster stood up and even though there would have been a, a, a couple of seconds left, Forster stood up and made sure it didn't go in today. So all you can do is, is kind of give him a clap. Yeah, I tell you, there was one thing that I saw that really impressed me. Um, and it was only a small thing. But we was we was playing back to the goalkeeper. I think it might have been in the first half. It, I I I can't find it now in my head. But basically, all he done the ball came came to him, and he kicked it first time with his left foot 
to, to Pedro Poro. Not, yeah. Yeah. And and like that 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 was that, that was one of the most impressive things that I saw. Even though we got a penalty save in there, that was one of the most impressive things that I saw because that's what we've had problems with. When we play into feet with Hugo, there's so many times that Hugo will tangle himself up within his own feet and it will become a problem. You know, you've got to be quick with those ones. You know, you can't give Hugo too many, too many back passes and too many balls to control because we know something's going to mess up. But the fact that he took it on comfortably, shifted his body, passed it one time, and that's a dangerous pass. That it, it could have sliced, you know, it could have gone one way, the next way he could have gone into the path of one of the not in the forest players. It didn't. He passed it straight to where he wanted it to go and he got the move going. He got us on the attack again in one pass. So all you can do is hold your hands up and say, well done. Um, and long may it continue for the rest of the season. And um, yeah, big up Forster, man. Big up Forster. Well done, mate. Keep it coming. I'm glad you mentioned that, Rick. So thanks for that. Um, the crowd certainly did uh, you know, uh, cheer when he did that. Um, when Hugo Lloris comes back, just a quick yes or no. When when Larice comes back, is he getting back into the team or, or is forced to stand in the team? Holly, he's asking you, babe. Oh, sorry, I was miles away then. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think. Sorry. Um, oh, I, I think... wasn't, but you can answer. <laughs> I got away with it, Holly. I got away with it. I passed it on. <laughs> um, in terms of form, I'd say I'd keep Forster in, but we all know that's not going to happen. As soon as Hugo Larice comes back, he's going to take that place back. Because it's Hugo Lloris, um, which sounds sounds annoying, but I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, Forster's done brilliant. He stepped in. I think the first couple of games, I was a bit like, "Oh my days, this this isn't going to look pretty." Um, but he's coming. He's coming his own. I mean, that penalty save today was class. Um, I don't think I've really seen uh, Lloris. I know he's done one against Arsenal, but again, I feel like that save like did us justice today. It was brilliant. Um, so, but no, I think Hugo Lloris once he's better will come back in unless we look to ship him off in the summer which I think we should have proactively looked for last summer but that wasn't the case but there we go Lewis Rice here I'm still Conte out regardless of the result um, Lewis we have already spoken about uh, Conte a little bit but we will talk about him again shortly um, Holly let's stay with you because I want to talk about the goal that we actually conceded in the 81st minute um, corner headed in by Joe Worrell what did you make of our defending um, for that corner? Because it's so frustrating. You have a game like this. We're, we're very much in control of the game. As we've mentioned, the all of the close chances in the game so far, Forrest didn't really create a great deal. And then we can see the goal. We always have that lapse of concentration. And I think that kind of highlights our defence. Um, uh, as long as I've known Spurs, we've kind of always had a bit of a shaky defence. Maybe bar um, big Ledley King with his knee and stuff. But other than that, we've also, we've always had a defence that's kind of like wishy-washy. It's never 100%. And those moments like that in those games when, when teams aren't getting in control of the game, aren't having shots on target, to get a, a corner like that and score from it just kind of highlights how you, our players can just easily snap off like that. Um, I mean, I've just bigged up Forster, but maybe him coming out the way he did probably wasn't best if he was never going to reach it. If there's lots of players in the way, maybe he could have stayed on his goal, considering the fact that obviously the player that scored was back post unmarked again, which was a, a bit strange. So yeah, it is frustrating. Um, it kind of happens all the time with Spurs, that, that, that snap off of concentration. Um, but yeah, uh, it was frustrating, but luckily for us, it didn't really matter too much. Melvin, let's come to you. In the 85th minute, Kuliseski and Lucas Mora come on. Um, Rashalison and Humin Son went off. 
what do you think about um, the comments that Antonio Conte made about Arnold Danjuma and him being a club signing? Because I think there's a lot of Spurs fans right now want to see him in action. I don't know. I I honestly don't know. I don't know if if he's he's still the player he was maybe last season because he had a couple of injuries in the beginning of the season, but he was really good in the Champions League. I mean, he was scoring against Bayern Munich and, and Juventus and, and very, 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 very strong opposition. And I don't know how how all of a sudden, you know, he's not Jet Spence, is he? He's 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 played in the Champions League. He's experienced. He's not a young. He's not a young guy. I think. I think Conte sometimes is, is strange with these things. He'll play a player when when his when his hands are tied and he's forced because of injury, but he won't play anyone into form. You know, I think Pochettino used to be very good at that. He used to, you know, rotate and keep everyone with decent amount of minutes and a decent amount of, of, of running in their legs, where if we needed them, they will come in and do a job. Whereas Conte, if we have an injury and all of a sudden Dan Juma has to play, he's not played anything, any football for about two months, you know, and, and it's it's not really smart from his side. You know, Rich Allison, you should have used him better sometimes in and out of the team. He needs to rotate and, and use these players. And if he did, we could have seen maybe potentially a different side of Danjuma. Maybe he would have been a lot, a lot sharper and, and could have used them against Sheffield or could have used them against AC Milan, could have used them in, in, in different games. And, and it's just it's strange. It's really strange. It's something that I think a lot of coaches have to do in a way. You have to play play your bench and, and, and the experience that he has. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense how he would justify, just say, oh, he's a club signing. I didn't choose him. It just it, it doesn't make sense. He's a he's a Champions League playing player. You know he's he's experienced. He didn't play in the Championship last season. He played, you know, for a very respectable team in 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 the Spanish in the Spanish league. He didn't come out of out of the Championship or 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 a lower league side. You know, so it just it doesn't make sense. Rick, let's come to you. Um... Just when you think three points are in the bag and everything is going well, Spurs concede a penalty. Went to VAR. The referee went over to the screen, pointed to the spot. What did you make of that decision? Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Because uh, for those people that were actually in the stadium, we're never, ever given replays to, to see exactly what's happened. Um, was it a penalty? Was that to me, Chris? Sorry, it cut out there, mate. Yeah, sorry, Rick. Yeah. Was it a penalty? Um, oh, the handball. Okay, so yeah, so so basically, what happened was is that uh, the ball was fluffing about in the box, and it hit Kulu's hand. Although Kulu did have a bit of a swipe with his hand, um, so and it was just just on the line. So technically, you know, if it's on the line, it's a penalty, right? So technically, it was a penalty, um, and. I mean, it was very soft. It was a very soft penalty. But look, look, it, it, it gave Forster a moment of glory. It gave him an opportunity to go, you know, I'm, I'm all right in between the sticks. And <clears throat> he took that opportunity. It was silly. It was a silly uh, penalty. But I tell you what was silly as well uh, was the Hoiberg yellow card at that point as well. We're 3-0 up at that point when, when Hoiberg got that yellow card. 
he, there was no need to tackle like that to kind of I mean I mean it's just it was just a unwarranted silly challenge from Hoiberg and the same with Kulazewski at that point he was very anxious and determined to kind of show something in those 10 minutes that he came on for and I think it just I, I think he was just too armsy he was too energetic he was too kind of wanting to clear it and panic and kind of get there and turn and turn turn the defense into attack and arms were going everywhere hit his arm on the line penalty so yeah it, it was a penalty there you go uh ramadan just said there ramadan just said there 100 penalty uh who came in with the comment so yeah bro it was a penalty but again look we, we got a moment to cheer instead of a moment to hold our head in our hands and kind of uh, you know worry about the last 30 seconds again we we got a moment to go come on let's go well done forster again Holly, let's did come I, to you. Let's talk... <laughs> That's all right. Holly, let's oh, come to no. you. Let's, let's talk a little bit about Antonio oh, Conte. No. Um, because, of course, in the last 24 hours, he has said an awful lot. As I said at the start of the stream, I think he's upset a number of Spurs fans. I think he's upset the board. I think he's upset some of the players. What have you made of all of these comments? Because, as Ricky rightly said, you know, some of the journalists very well put yesterday, asked him very direct questions. Do you want to be here at the football club? He avoided the questions. He didn't answer. What have you made of all of these comments in the last 24 hours? It's just an utter mess, isn't it, really? Um, I think he's thrown his toys out the pram because lots of people are saying that he wants to go. Um, but obviously, the man at the top probably doesn't want to do that because he has to pay a payout. So I think it's kind of like stalemate at the moment. Um I agree. I think it's you shouldn't be talking about the club like that that you're employed by um, at the end of the day. Sadly, yes, you've taken the job up. Um, you can't throw your toys out the pram when you feel like it. Um, so in that kind of respect, I think that has ticked me off. But it also goes with the fact that we obviously got knocked out as well at the cup, which has also ticked me off. So I think at the moment it's just one big, massive mess. And I think lots of fans, rightly so, should be ticked off by what he said because it's true. He shouldn't be coming out and saying things like that. Um, but then when you see the lights of Richarlison saying how it is as well, it kind of puts back into perspective that, hang on a minute, everybody in this situation is involved. Um, so I think it's quite hard to to be like, well, it's all Conte's fault, it's all the board's fault, it's all the players' fault. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't think he should be spoken the way he's done. But again, if you don't say something, nothing gets done or changed. So again, it's, it's just a stalemate wherever you look. Melvin, Antonio Conte says, I think I do my job and everyone has to do their job. I think that I have a career behind me and the experience to try and make the best decision. I repeat, you can accept or not. He also said that the club have the patience, but the fans do, do not have the patience. I asked for their time. Uh, there is no patience. The fans want a trophy. They have no patience. How do you feel as a Spurs fan being told by Antonio Conte, you have no patience? <laughs> um, I think my girlfriend gets pissed off because I have too much patience. But so I don't know. I'm not maybe well, I'm maybe not one of those. Fifteen years without a trophy. Yeah, Tottenham. my first my first season watching Spurs, we won the League Cup, which was in two thousand and eight. You know, my dad made, converted me. So I, I I didn't follow football until I was about thirteen years old, twelve years old, something like that. And my dad said, you can either come to work with me or you could stay home and, and watch TV and, and watch spares and call me 
because we didn't have internet back then on our phones and he said call me whenever we scored so i would stay home and watch tv and, and that year we won the cup we won the league cup and um i've been a fan ever since so so my first season we won a trophy but we've not won since so i don't know if i've been good luck or bad luck but um, i've been patient i've been patient ever since and 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 um it's just uh, i don't know we've been really unlucky at times and and sometimes uh, i don't know we just i don't know if, if we should be demanding for more or 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 not i think we we should be we sh as as football fans i think we're allowed to, to demand more from the club and from conte and for all of them and uh going back to what you were saying about antonio conte and the way he's speaking and stuff like that i think the club have the option to extend by a year I think they have the option. And if you think about it, if Conte really wants to leave and, and the club have the power because they can they can extend by a year, if that's correct, if they have the power, Conte is going to do these things to generate friction with the club or, or, or ge generate a bad vibe with the fans. So the fans will understand if the club choose not to extend. It's just a weird, this weird chess game that right now they've been playing. But... You know we have a season going on at the same time so it's it's just strange and and if, if you think about it if conte really wants to leave he misses his, it misses italy misses his family and wants to return to Serie A, which i think isn't as difficult league as as, as the premier league in my opinion he, he could go back to inter and they will accept him he could go back to juventus and they will accept him there's there's teams in in, in italy who will take him back and or or even even Roma or anyone you know he's been he's been to a couple of football clubs where they will take him back if he stays with Spurs I will I will be happy as I said because I don't want to go through that cycle of getting another manager and, and all of that circus but it's just it's just a weird position to be in until the end of the season and like I said he's probably just doing this these things so the club won't trigger that clause into next into next season. Ricky, Conte also said, I see the environment has no patience or the environment does not want to see the reality. The club knows very well what the situation is and they know my thoughts. How does that make you feel? And when I asked you earlier about who you'd like to see as the next Spurs boss, you said Maurizio Pochettino. If Pochettino did come back, what changes? Okay, <laughs> I don't know which one to answer first. Let me start with Poch because he puts a smile on my face. So the thing that would change with Poch, the first thing that you've got to remember, there you go, bravery. First thing that will come back is bravery, okay? And the bravery that he would instill in every single man, woman and child that are within that club. You've got to remember that also. <clears throat> He's been away, okay? We, we know that when he was with us, he enjoyed younger players so that he could have an influence over them. Okay, if you get established really big stars, it's hard to coach them. It's hard to kind of get them to do what you're asking them to do. And that's been backed up by Conte as well. When Conte spoke about Harry Kane, so he, he was like, you know, this, Harry Kane's a world-class player, but the way that he trains, he said this earlier in the season, he was like, the way that he trains is unbelievable. Conte said he's been with players who are of status that feel like they don't have to train because they're so high in status and they're so good at football that they don't have to train or don't have to train that hard. But Harry Kane is that guy that does train that hard. Now, um, so Conte coming to, a, to, to Tottenham, the first thing he would do was raise the bar and increase bravery. He would sort it out from the inside out. 
I, I would also give you the example of Eddie Howe. When Eddie Howe had that break from Bournemouth and he's gone into Newcastle, he had time to work out what his philosophy was, at, at where to tweak, where to go. And I believe the same thing in Poch. While he was at PSG, dealing with those egos and those talents and those abilities, I think he learned a lot. And I think that he loves Spurs. I think he was heartbroken to leave Spurs as well. And I think that he's been thinking about us for a long time. And I got this feeling in my soul that he's got uh, like a master plan for us. Do you know what I mean? How to switch your side into a forward um, football playing side, into an attacking side, into an exciting side. So for me, a, a, a lot of things would change. But obviously, the one thing that wouldn't change would be leaving, right? And would be the board. And that's where this, this comes into play, right? The board would have to eat some humble pie and take a couple of, you know, a couple of hits, you know, say that, all right, Poch, you know, we was wrong in this and we was wrong in that. And we appreciate you coming back. And we would have to go through a, a period of time as well with Poch um of, of a transition again which it, like melvin i'm tired of as well but if this is the betterment for the future then i'm prepared to go through it you know it, it, in Poch's first season it took him one season to sort it out and, and for people to get used to the training and used to the tactics and used to the demands that were put on those amount of players so i assume it'll probably be the same because over the last four years it seems like uh, it seems like it's been a waste of time. We've we've gone to win now managers, and we've gone to systems that don't really suit us. We've gone to a, a pattern of play that doesn't really suit us either. Not it's not good on the eye, it's not good on the ears, it's not good on the heart or the bloody well soul. So we all right, yeah, we have, we have some good results, but it's not really what we want to see. And I think Potch would bring all of that back. Plus, he's somebody that cares and loves not only us but the club and the badge and. You know, and somebody that, that is that passionate. I've never seen a, another manager cry for us. I've never seen another manager be that excited as we was. You know, look at that night in Amsterdam. Look at that night in Amsterdam. Any other day, we're going home. We're going home. Do you know what I mean? Look at that. But, but that night, you know, Lucas scores three goals in the last couple of minutes. And oh, my God. And look at that reaction. I've never seen a reaction like that from anyone, any manager that has got, a, you know, that is a Tottenham manager. So that there's loads of differences. And I could probably go on for an hour speaking about Poch. But that's what I do think that would change. Because Levy would have to change his approach and eat some humble pie and make sure that he gets backed. And uh, I think Poch would have a master plan for us to play exciting football. With Conte, the, 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 the guy does my nothing. Like I said, he wants to talk about time and patience. Yet the clock's ticking on his contract. Where has he shown us any, anywhere to be like, oh, we can put time and patience into you? He hasn't. Like I said earlier, he's been asked many a time, do you want to stay? He can't answer that yes or no. You see, like, your yes or no questions, and I avoid them. That's how Conte tries to avoid those type of questions. Um, and, and I think he, you, you're he You're very similar, right? yeah. I know, right? But I think he demeans the squad as well. The way that he, the, the way that he's like, he, every time we go up against a big side, he's like, oh, AC Milan, they just won the title. They're so great. And, oh, who are we to expect to win against them? Oh, Chelsea, Chelsea. Oh, look at them. Look how much money they've spent. Oh, who are we to try and expect against them? Oh, look, we buy these little players and we try to do the best with these little players. But look, they've got big play. Like, all of this talk, 
I don't like it. And you want to talk about time and patience, bro. Like that example I brought in earlier about when we when he was in Italy and it was the first leg against AC Milan, he tried to say the biggest difference between England and Italy was the pressure that was put on by the fans, how it's life and death. So do those did those Italian fans, do they have patience? Or do they not have any patience and put the pressure on? So forget saying the fans don't have no patience. We're putting the pressure on. You want pressure? We're putting the pressure on. Show me what you got. And I'll stop there. <laughs> well, last question for you. We're next in action next Saturday against Southampton, who are, of course, bottom of the Premier League right now. They've played 25. They've won six. They've drawn three and lost 16. They only have 21 points. Sat at the bottom of the table. Um, their last six games, they've only won two and lost four. Polly, how do you feel ahead of this game and what's your score prediction? Well, personally, I hate Southampton because uh, all my mates are Southampton fans as I grew up in Southampton. Uh, I'm a Spurs fan because of my dad. Uh, I think it was a, uh, what's, it, what's the word, a curse. But anyway, uh, back, to the, back to the point. Um, I want to beat them because I can't stand them. Um, or no, it's away. Um, they're bottom of the league. So it must mean we beat them. Uh, but with Spurs, that's never easy. Um, I'm going to say 2-1 to Tottenham just because I think after this win today it will put some momentum into us and I know I probably say that every time after we win but these games are the games that we have to win if we are playing for top four which I think we all would like to achieve I know I said something different earlier but in terms of what everybody wants we want to reach top four um because that's all we've got to play for um but again we we love a bit of a leaky defense so we will definitely concede but I'm going to one Melvin, what are you going for? Um, I'll go for another 3-1. Ricky, these are games we should be winning. Yeah, we have to win. You know, last season we showed it that we can, we can, you know, when we play once a week, the, the team kind of like, how do you go? They went into this routine where they prepare for the match, they, then the match comes up, we have a really really strong performance and, and then we do it again the following week they got into this routine which got us into top four and and um i think last season we at this point in time we were i think we have a, maybe a couple of points more than last season and uh we we don't have as hard as as fixtures as we did and um yeah a lot of them are out of the way you know chelsea arsenal we still have to play i think liverpool and uh, United and Newcastle and the rest are not the hardest of opposition like 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 similar like today. Ricky, what's your score prediction for the Southampton game? I'll try and be quick because I know you're about to get kicked out and that's why I'm giggling. I know you're looking around for security right now. Um, <clears throat> um, Southampton. I'm with Holly. I think it's going to be a 2-1 win. I think uh, Ward Prowse will be the one that scores for them. And I think we'll probably get another Richie goal. Oh, well, I say another, but I think we'll get a Richie goal and I think we'll get another Harry Kane goal against Southampton. And also, last, last, last comment on today's game, yeah? I think we Dr. Tottenham ourselves today. Do you know what I mean? I think, you know, everyone that comes to the ground, you know, Dr. Tottenham will, will, will sort them out. But I think we Dr. Tottenham ourselves today to get that win. So, fingers crossed, like Holly said... Another moment in which we can build on and push forward and try and build on. So, fingers crossed we can do that and keep it going until the end of the season. 
Well, Ricky, thanks so much for coming back on this evening. Been a pleasure having you Thank back. You, um, tell everyone where, where, where they can find you and what you're up to at the moment. Uh, you guys know where you can find me. You can find me on Twitter at Ricky J Norwood, on Instagram, official Ricky Norwood. And I'll probably be on here or doing some type of football, something, somewhere, shape or form. At the same time, trying to do the auditions and then in-betweens as well. But um, yeah, yeah, no, I I'll still be ranting about Tottenham somewhere. So uh, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Thank you for having me on. It's always an honour and, and a pleasure. And it's been great to be on with the guys and the girls as well. So before security kick you out, thank you very much. Come on, you Spurs. I'm sure you're giving me longer answers on purpose. Holly. <laughs> I am. Holly, thanks so much for coming back. Please tell everyone where they can find you and your wonderful channel and your wonderful work. No, thank you for inviting me on. I, I do love dissecting Spurs, especially when we win uh, at times like this at the moment. Um, but you can find me anywhere under the name Holly Agambar. I do a show on YouTube every Monday at 7pm to dissect everything that, that went on. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for having me on, Chris. And Melvin, thanks so much for coming back. Pleasure having you on and tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, I'm on Twitter, uh, Melvin Malta. And uh, yeah, just follow me. I'm usually quite active, quite opinionated. And yeah, I usually follow back or, or send a message back. Yeah, I think Chris uh, had to leave the stadium. And, uh, you know, cre cre credit 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 to Chris for, for, for doing these videos. And uh, yeah, come on, you spares. He's, get, he's getting escorted well, out. Can you see him? I'm getting escorted oh. out, literally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up, wrap it up. Well, thanks so much for watching, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you don't subscribe to the channel yet, please do hit that subscribe button, and I'll see you again soon. Come on, you Spurs. Come on. Come on, you Spurs. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.